0: The Sheep and Wolves podcast with your dad, Reno Van. Good eye, kids. It's January the twelfth, two thousand and twenty-one, and this is episode ten. Today's show is brought to you by No Budget Productions and pure rock and roll by Alexander Nakarada, And also my friends at Bell City Brewing. Micro Brew right around the corner from my house. That is closed due to the COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions. We are currently under... Lockdown. Well, yeah, kind of a partial lockdown here in Ontario. Quebec has decided to add curfews. It cannot be out after 8 p.m. or before 5 a.m. Otherwise, arrests and fines. Ontario is inching its way closer because it just sounds like such a great idea. Whoa! Before I forget, big anniversary today. It's episode 10. I'm in the double digit of episodes. I'm so glad you could be on this incredible journey with me. I want to thank everyone that's been a part of putting this podcast together and all the the behind-the-scenes work that goes into making such a professional-sounding show. I'd like to start with Reen and his awesome writing skills. And I'd also like to thank Reen, who takes care of recording. And I can't forget Reen, who does the research for the team. And, well, who can forget Reen, who does the editing? You know, if I'm forgetting anyone, I love you and I'll make it up to you. Let's dig in. We're still kind of hovering around. Matthew chapter 10, verses 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep, in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Oh, dang! I, I based my whole thought around doves, probably off of another interpretation where be as gentle as doves. And here I'm saying be as, and here the new American standard says be as innocent as as doves. Hmm, doves are innocent. Okay, well, hmm. Well, I'll get back to that another day. But to know how to be as gentle as a dove, hmm, or to be as innocent as a dove, well, I think innocence and gentleness aren't the same. So my whole thing's kind of messed up. I'm just going to pretend it says gentle. Not, I'm using another version. To know how to be as gentle as a dove requires that you know how to be as wise as a serpent. It's the wisdom of the serpent that allows a Christian to understand the nature of doves. It takes wisdom, right? It takes shrewdness to understand your surroundings, the nature of yourself and people, and and your enemy and your friends takes a lot more calculating and this apparently the serpent is better at than the dove. And so the wisdom of the serpent allows a Christian to understand the nature of doves and in turn demonstrate the dove's behaviors. Now despite being a timid and somewhat senseless bird, if you've ever started, if you've ever startled a morning dove, you undoubtedly caused it to blast off into the air from its perch, whilst making uh, a sound as it goes. Now, this high-pitched whistle, sometimes called a whinny, does not emanate from the bird's uh, does not emanate from the bird's uh, Rather, the high-pitched noise comes from the bird's powerful wings. And some believed that the whistling sound is a built-in alarm system. It warns other doves and animals that danger may be near while simultaneously startling a would be predator. And it gives the doves, it gives the dove, you know, a few precious seconds it needs to escape. Um, But cats that are smart, you know, already know the sounds that doves make and don't care, as our cat has removed the heads of several doves but anyway you got to try those wings are a whistling other doves look out so boys and girls if you spend time with other believers Christian believers and one of them starts whistling this is your warning that danger may be imminent and that you should take action I don't know much about the white dove that is portrayed largely in the scriptures, but more about the morning dove as it's arguably North America's most common bird with well over 400 million in any given year. And I've hunted morning doves. They are a lot of fun to hunt. It's almost video game like as they dart past you super fast and you try to hit them with your shotgun. It is lots of fun. Um, they are so hard to hit out of the sky. It's not the proper way to to hunt morning doves. They should get flushed out from ground level and kind of, as they fly away from you, it's more like skeet shooting. But when they're just darting, ripping right past you, and for whatever reason, they like to fly perpendicular to you. It's fantastic. It's like they fly by in a T pattern or crossing the T, if you will. So I have to do it again someday myself. It is, it is a lot of fun shooting. I'll spend a bit more time tomorrow talking about the gentle nature of doves or maybe the innocent nature of doves because I'm going to have to sit, switch gears here and related to what I've been talking, you know, and in, in relation to Matthew chapter, um, uh, Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. So, but, um, I want to read a neat story about a wild mourning dove that turned into a pet. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the story does speak to the trusting nature of doves and their need for companionship. You know, it does maybe speak to their to their innocence, um, you know, because uh, people who are largely innocent, innocent in thought, you know, innocent to the ways of the world, innocent to the ways of carnal and evil people can find themselves in precarious situations because they are by nature innocent they just are just not as aware um, so somehow we have to blend the nature of the serpent the wisdom of a serpent but with the innocence of a dove anyway here's a story um, It's by Carolyn Mott my new friend in May of 2009 I was sitting in my garage with the door open and in flies a morning dove I sat on top of the step to watch it for a while. It walked over to me and hopped up all the steps until it was at my feet. I went inside and a few hours later it had curled up on the landing and it fluffed itself up. That night I went back into the garage to shut the door and the bird was still there. I tried to get it to fly out of the garage but it wouldn't. I got a dish of water and food and let it sleep in my garage for the night. The next morning I went out. To open the door so the bird could leave and I went to work. Eight hours later the bird was still there. He would not leave. I even tried to chase it out but it came right back. The bird stayed in my garage for five months. Even when I went to go up the driveway to take out my recycling it flew after me. It started to follow me everywhere. I was washing my van one day and it stayed around my feet the whole time even with the noise of the power washer. We had a party of about 56 people and it started to rain, so we moved into the garage, and the morning dove sat on the back of my chair the whole time and didn't even try to fly away from all the people. If the bird was out in the lawn and I could not see it, I, I called, come on, pretty boy, come on, pretty boy, and it would fly to me and land on my head. As fall arrived, the bird was still there. It was getting pretty cold out and the bird would tap on the door with his beak. If we did not answer, he would fly around to the back of the house on the deck and tap on my glass sliding door the bird lets me pat him and sits on my shoulder as i walk around i put a cocktail cage out and in he went and that is where he is today he now lives inside a cage and he seems very content he's always cooing and loves to coo to music i open the door and he just sits in the doorway so weird what an interesting story. Uh, moving on, originally uh, I wanted to talk about the, uh, I was gonna use allsides.com to discuss uh, potential news headlines because they claim that they give you a news from you know, the center, uh, centric type you know, political viewpoints, and then both the left and the right, But then beyond that, the far left and the far right. And now I'm looking at the all sides media bias chart. They just kind of let you know how they split up center, left, far left, right, and far right. And I'm seeing names of news organizations in the far right that really are just news organizations. They, they're not very bombastic. They just kind of report news in a fairly plain, low-key way, such as One America News and Newsmax, which really gained a lot of ground during the election cycle because Fox News, which was con- traditionally considered right-wing or at least friendly to conservative uh, governments and uh, politicians, kind of uh, betrayed Trump during the 2020 election and people were uh, leaving Fox News and their viewership went down significantly while Newsmax and One America News went way up. I find Newsmax and One America News to be somewhat boring to listen to, but just nice nice, uh, even keeled commentary without a lot of bombastic speech and and uh hyper emotionalism or insulting like they don't you know like uh there, there's many on the left that uh, and the right they use a lot of very insulting language and just can't give me the stories just give me the stories anyway i'm done with newsmax bye bye sorry i'm done with media bias sorry media bias i'm done with media bias yeah, I was done with media bias a long time ago. I'm done with allsides.com. Done. Let's see what damn Bon has to say. This guy has overtaken the Drudge Report. The Drudge Report was the news source. This guy broke his news source, his news agency broke more stories throughout the nineties, and he was you know, he was not necessarily friendly to conservatives, but a lot of his stuff. A lot of his news exposed evil on the left, on the left side of the political aisle. So on Capitol Hill, you know, one of these days I'll find a decent uh, Canadian news source where it really kind of sums up, you know, news that's more relevant to me as a Canadian. But uh, Biden picks a racist to head the Department of Justice's, Justice's Civil Rights Division. Um, this lady is insane. Um, she is a black supremacist she believes that uh, white people are uh, physically mentally spiritually inferior to blacks she believes that there is scientific reason uh, for this information and she still holds this view today that the power of melanin in the skin in the uh uh, the power of melanin in black people is what gives them their superpowers, well above white people. It's ridiculous. Number two, Americans reject impeachment 2.0. They slam big tech censorship. Number three, President Trump declares two-week-long emergency in D.C. Don't know what's going on there. House to vote on resolution calling for use of 25th Amendment. The House of Representatives and Congress want to use the 25th Amendment to oust President Trump when he has like a dozen days left in his presidency. Literally, they just can't wait. They're just insane. Let's go to coronavirus. Trump administration says states should widen coronavirus vaccine distribution and release the second doses. Disneyland is now officially a coronavirus vaccine super site. Three, the U.N. chief promises a rebuilt world in wake of coronavirus pandemic. Oh, thank you. Thank you to the United Nations chief promising a rebuilt world. I could just it's easy to promise a rebuilt world. He's not promising a better world. He's just promising a rebuilt world. And it is going to be a shithole. It's going to be. Well, when leftists and 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 authoritarians take over. Uh, Things get worse for us, and they get better for them, kind of. They get enriched. But here's some really bad news. Two gorillas in California Zoo test positive for coronavirus. On the upside, they're already accustomed to lockdowns and restrictions uh, and forced vaccinations. Christ, if only it was uh, in gorillas. And 70% of coronavirus vaccines in U.S. are going unused. So the vaccine was going to save us all. The vaccine was going to allow us to get back to normal. President Trump, hurry, get the vaccine. You're not getting it fast enough. Oh, it's here. Well, we don't trust it. 70% of coronavirus vaccines in the U.S. going unused. When are they going to get used? When Joe Biden's uh, in power, then all of a sudden it'll be like, yeah, it's a safe vaccine. But it's the very same vaccine that was, that was developed during the Trump presidency. President Trump didn't make it himself. <laughs> it wasn't President Trump's, you know, family members or his uh, his own special group of doctors that did it. Give me a break. Economy, small business optimism unexpectedly collapses in December. Yeah, no kidding. First cryptocurrency-only restaurant in U.S. launched. Oh, well, that's interesting. Struggling businesses in Illinois could be on the hook for five hundred million in tax increases. Isn't that great? Hey, guess what? We've come up with, you know, we're, we're issuing statewide orders to shut down businesses. But just so you know, you're going to have to make up for the tax uh, revenue shortfall. And we might have to raise the bill 500 or be on the hook for 500 million. Oh, no. In tax increases. Yeah. Sorry. New bill. Um, Turbo tax. I use those guys for my annual taxes. Delivers millions of stimulus payments to customers After IRS error. Dang it. That'd be an awesome error to come my way. Anyway, let's move on to the Thomas Sowell Sowell quote of the day. It is hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. All righty. And we move on now to the Mark Stein audio clip of the day. Enjoy. Surely uh, there was no phone call so unnecessary this last week as Nancy Pelosi's to General Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, to insist that he not obey any orders coming from Trump. Although one should note that encouraging the military to ignore its civilian masters is, in fact, a pretty basic definition of actual sedition. Remember, kids, always be ready and fight like a warrior for truth and justice. I love you all. Talk to you again soon. Bye.